Get Real with Ralph. I am your humble host, Ralph Nudie, coming to you live from the studios of AM 1050 WLIP in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and simulcast live from Kenosha to the Canary Islands and all across the world via our YouTube channel. Just go to GetRealWithRalph.com. That's GetRealWithRalph.com. we got a great show coming up. We have a special musical guest, Earth Mother, who is going to be playing in two weeks at the Songs of Freedom Music Festival. We're going to recap on some of the happenings in Kenosha over the past week, as well as discuss what are the telltale signs that your child may be groomed for human trafficking. And then we're going to have a little fun later on. We're going to talk about vegan neighbors suing their meat-eating neighbors for barbecuing. That's right. Some ridiculous things going on in this world like always, and we're going to poke a little fun at it like we always do. Right here on Get Real with Ralph. Stand by. And here we are in the studio, Ralph Nudie here at Get Real with Ralph, and of course, my trusty producer and friend, Mr. Jim Selovich. How are you doing, Jim? I'm doing just great, Ralph. I'm doing uh, fantastic. It's been a been a fun week in Kenosha. Yeah, it has. A lot of, a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, you, um, I know, well, southeast of Wisconsin, sure. a couple of days ago, the Who was at Alpine Valley. Uh, Alpine Valley just past weekend. We were talking about that before the show. Did you get a chance to catch them? No. 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 No, no we, we talked a little bit about that. I mean, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> one of my favorite bands of all time, absolutely. Sure. saw them in 82, and I saw them again in the late, later in the 80s when they said this was their last tour. <clears throat> Not. Um, so then, I, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I, it's, it's not that I disrespect them or, or don't want to see them. But it's you, you don't want to you don't want to ruin your memory of of yeah perfection. I guess that's I guess that's that, probably what it I is. guess that's it I guess that's it I I know they can still play they can still sing sure uh, but uh, to me uh, you know after Entwistle passed on you know the bass player it's just I don't it's know. not it's I'm, not the same I'm I'm, I'm uh, you know I even saw him without Keith Moon right after Keith Moon died so I saw him in '82 after Keith Moon with Kenny Jones playing drums right and. You know, I didn't. It was great. It was a great show. Sure, it was absolutely great show. A lot of energy and, and things as such. But uh, yeah, I guess Alpine Valley. I guess I saw a lot of a lot of friends went to it, and um, I'm sure they put on a great show. Put on a great show. And then local locally, uh, did you do any performing this weekend? Were you anywhere? I did You're not. Per- I did not perform this weekend. I do have a, a news flash. I did get cast in the uh, uh, Kringle the musical too. Oh, fantastic! Uh, yeah, uh, West of the I Side Story at the Sixth Street Theater. Um, we're going to start that up. Uh, I think we have table read on Thursday, Thursday, Wednesday, 
And when is that going to be uh, we, coming to the We, we open at 6th Street Theater in Racine on November 15th. Okay. So just in time for the holidays. Just in time for the holidays. We're going through the 15th uh, until December 8th. So we have three weekends. Um, so if folks want to get tickets to that, it's a blast. Uh, go to overourheadplayers.org. Overourheadplayers.org. Uh, coming up this weekend uh, here in Kenosha, um, all my friends over at uh, at uh, uh, the Rody Center for the Arts, Lakeside Players, Frozen Junior. Now, of course, they yeah. had they had a little re- um, performance at the at the Harbor uh, Market yeah, yesterday. My, my daughter was there singing. She uh, mm-hmm. is playing the part. Of, oh, she's in it. Okay, she's a little Anna. Oh, no kidding! Yeah. All right, fantastic, so, fantastic. So yeah, they they sang at the Harbor Market, and mm-hmm. then they got on the trolley and they they did the whole trolley that. right I saw around. That. Yeah, because I ran into uh, Karen and and Sarah and those guys from uh, from uh, uh, from Lakeside because I am involved with them. And uh, and they were talking. They were talking about it, you know. And uh, I saw all the kids get off the trolley. Yeah. So tickets tickets are available for that as well. I think you can go to uh, roadiecenter dot org, r h o d e center dot org, to get the tickets. But yeah, that is the uh, Disney production of mm-hmm. Frozen Junior. It's going to be a great show. I have seen a few of the rehearsals. Have you now? Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, it's a great cast. Yeah. It really. Is. Yeah. It, they do. They do some really great uh, great shows over there for kids. Uh, just, just amazing uh, what they've done with Shrek Junior last year, and you know they've done so many different things there. So, folks, get your tickets, support, support your uh, local uh, um, theater. I mean, people have to realize that nobody gets paid. Yeah, you know, it's it's you know it's a non-pay. It's it's, vo- it's all it's vol- all volunteers. It's all volunteers from, from the directors to the people keeping mm-hmm. up the building to the uh, to to the actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. In this case here, it's a junior production, so they're all it's it's comprised mostly of of youth from Kenosha. Yes. Obviously, everybody from the local area, but Absolutely. it's comprised of youth from the area mm-hmm. and uh, all ages. You know, down from uh, six, seven years old. My, my daughter's seven, and th- this is her first major part where she has her own lines and her own I'm solo. I'm excited for her. That's awesome, man. That's really great. That's really great. And they go all the way up to high schoolers in, mm-hmm. in, in that cast as well. Yeah, yeah I know a lot of the kids in there, a lot of the parents. Um, of, of the kids in it and stuff, and, and uh, that's great. That's awesome. So that's coming up, man. It is. I mean, the people, there's stuff to do in Kenosha and in the area, Racine, Kenosha. I mean, there's always something to do. It's crazy how quickly fall has settled into the area. Let's here. not get carried away yet. I, I understand. I know and, kids are back I need to school. A little, I need a little but, more but, summer. But, I need a little more summer weather. By I'm the way, by the way, I loved your picture on Facebook when the kids were back in school. Oh yes, and you're like cheering. I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, I don't know if you noticed that I said teachers, husbands, and parents mm-hmm. because it was my wife's first sure. day back to right. school as well. Right. And I, you know, I tease her because seriously, in the summer she, she's off of work and mm-hmm. she's spending more time with the kids. Right. And wants to also spend more time with me, which makes sure. perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And so it, it kind of changes your routine, especially yeah. if you're self-employed yeah. and you can. You can give in to the temptation mm-hmm. once in a while, right, right? But you know, being in real estate, you, you've got to really have that self discipline to to stay at work, even mm-hmm. when even when the kids and and the family are pulling right. away. You got to have that. I tried working out of my house once. I I don't have the discipline for that. I'm, I, I I can't do it. It's just I can't sit in my house and work. Because I, I can I, if I'm home alone, but I can't yeah. with you know with. Three oh, small children at me? home. No way. And, yeah, no way. It's 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 mm-hmm. difficult. I can at night after they go to bed, mm-hmm. and especially since I started doing this show and doing two six two eats. Right. Uh, in addition to selling real estate, I found mm-hmm. myself having to work more at night after everybody goes to bed. 
So right. I've got a little headquarters set up in the basement of my house, and I go and I, nice. I prepare for my next your, day. Well, you got to be, got to have that. But I couldn't stay in the right. house day in and right. day out and work from right. there. That just wouldn't, yeah. that, that would work yeah. for me. Yeah, a lot going on uh, in uh, going back to this past week. Uh, of course, Packer Bear game, fantastic. If yes, you're, if you're speaking of fan. fall settling in, what a well, game. Well, that's how I was get back to. Now, let's not get carried away. It's not fall yet. No, it's you not. Know, we're still going to have it's some, some fall nice for days. another 10, 12 days officially. Official, officially. And I'm hoping that we're going to have some. Um, is this, I don't even know if it's culturally appropriate to say Indian summer anymore. That's, I hope so. But, uh, you know, that late summer that you get, I'm hoping that we get that just in time for our uh, Songs of Freedom Music Festival yeah. on the 28th. Yeah, we should be fine with the, I, Yeah. Yeah, it, I, hope, I hope we have nice warm weather because we're going to be out mm-hmm. there from, well, you and I are going to be out there all day because we're doing a right. remote broadcast here. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing the show, but it, from 9 in the morning, we'll be getting set up. But the festival itself goes from noon to 10 o'clock at night. And I'm just I'm just praying for some really right. good weather right. there so that we, we get a good turnout. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the money is, is, is uh, obviously for such a good cause, mm-hmm. supporting Operation Underground Railroad. Absolutely. So always things to do, folks. There's always something out there to do. Um, yeah, I just uh, I kind of laid low this weekend. I, I did go out for a little bit. Got to rewind back to that Packer Bear game. Oh moment. yes, I don't mean to gloat, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm going to gloat. Oh well, because know. all we heard all preseason this year is how bad the Packers were going to get spanked. Right, and um, just wondering, Lenny, where's the spanking? <laughs> <laughs> I know we were talking before about just listening to all the Bear fans afterwards. I mean, and, and again, they're the greatest liners of all time. I have I have loved ones. I have family members. Uh, I was brought up in a Bear household, basically. Okay, um, my God, my father, God rest his soul, was was a huge Bear fan. Uh, my brother Andy is a Bear fan. My niece is a Bear fan. His daughter, you know, so I do have very good friends and family uh, who are Bear fans, and I I never really just. You know, well, you you were right on the border. You're gonna you're, you're gonna have that, mm-hmm. and but you know, the, but it's a fun rivalry. Well, you know, with, with the with the Bears, with the Packers winning is sweet, but the Brewers taking three out of four from the Cubs. Oh, so I know, you know you're I, a Cub I, fan. I'm one of those strange people that happens to be a Wisconsin team fan for football and an mm-hmm. Illinois team, team for fan ba- for baseball, baseball but right. being a Packer and and a Cub fan. But as I was saying to you earlier before you came on the air, I, I go to Miller Park often mm-hmm. with my kids for field trips for whatever, and if the, the Brewers and the Cubs aren't aren't playing each other, right. I, I like to see them win. Okay. You know, I'm, I, I don't I don't I don't hate the Brewers. I think yeah. you know. I think it's cool to support your you know mm-hmm. local athletics and your local teams that are supporting your community. I just happen to be mm-hmm. a Cub fan. But that being said, there is something fun about coming into Miller Park as a Cub fan because there's so many. Yeah, that yeah. the crowd is at least evenly split. Pretty much. Sometimes it's split. I think almost a there's little more, more in favor more of Chicago fans. Fan. Or, and, yeah, and, and I don't mind that to a point. Um. It, it makes for it makes for a fun as long as, as the fun. fans are it civil, you know, a good razzing is good. It's but fun. yeah, it is yeah. fun, but there's always exceptions to the rules. And you see and, so and, many and, tailgate parties with people with bull shirts on at, mm-hmm. at those, and I can't think of any other rivalries that are really that fun and friendly. Yeah, you look at most rivalries, and you don't see fans. Your fans mm-hmm. don't even sit at the same table as one another. Right, but right. it seems to be a little. You know, it's not like the Red Sox and the Yankees by by any stretch of the imagination. Right, right, right. I, which is, I think which that, is fun to watch. I, I think that they just agree on the fact mm-hmm. that, that everybody hates um, everybody hates the Cardinals, and no, oh, yeah, so. <laughs> I've hated them since '82. So yeah, so 
so I'm fine with that. Yeah, we, well, we, we've yeah. both had our dreams shattered by Cardinals <laughs> over the years, depending on where, no matter which right, team you're a fan right. of. We had a good show today, huh? We, we do have a good show. We've got Earth Mother coming in, and they're mm-hmm. a great jam band, and they're going to be they're mm-hmm. going to be playing Seen as them many well. Times. They're going to be playing on the 28th with us. They're going to be playing on the 28th with us, and after our first break, we're going to we're going to get them in here mm-hmm. so they can you know they can weigh in on on our topics as well. And so we have that coming. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the telltale signs to spot if your child is being groomed for mm-hmm. trafficking, mm-hmm. which I think are some important points that you should listen to. Right. If you Warning have, signs. if you have, if you have children, if you have teens, if you have even young adults, even college-aged um, uh, sons and mm-hmm. daughters, and it isn't just daughters. Believe me, you want to be paying attention to these warning signs. I had a woman contact me today uh, to volunteer to help for the Songs of Freedom, and she is involved with Operation Underground Railroad as well. And she told me her story about her own 18-year-old daughter Mm -hmm. being trafficked in the Rockford, Illinois area, which is the seventh highest trafficked area in the United States. That's crazy. We're number one. Yeah, I know. But there's not not that big of a difference, And, Mm -hmm. and Rockford is really bad. And she gave me a lot of insight today. We're going to be having her on the show uh, in, in the in next the couple of weeks, weeks and right. she's going to come up and speak at the Songs of Freedom Music Festival. Okay. But listening to her story without, without being a spoiler and giving it away, listening to the, the plight of two good parents, working professionals, a teacher and a social worker, with uh, you know, doing all the things right, raising the child the right way, and even understanding some of the telltale signs because she had some training on it as an educator, right, right. and to, ha- to have that still happen to them, and of, of course, we all think this will never happen in our family mm-hmm. or to me, and you realize there's some warning signs. So we're going to be talking about yep. that after our first break as okay. well. All right. And we're back here in the studio at AM 1050 WLIP. You're listening to Get Real with Ralph, Ralph Nudie and Jim Selovich here in the studio, along with our video producer, Raynell Owens. And we have with us today the wonderful band Earth Mother, which is a local jam band. I guess that's the best way to explain it. And we're going to have them uh, uh, introduce themselves in uh, just a few short minutes. First, I wanted to get to the topic that I was talking about before we went into the break. Uh, as I had said before we went to the break, I had a call from a mother today who is going to be volunteering to help us at the Songs of Freedom Music Festival. And she had a story to tell about her daughter being trafficked at the age of 18. And after a lengthy discussion with her, we decided that we were going to have her on as a guest of the show. But this is a topic that I've been covering at large, uh, primarily because southeastern Wisconsin is one of the, if not the largest, corridor of human trafficking in the United States right now. In the year 2017, the FBI spent more money on human trafficking enforcement in the I-94 corridor between Chicago and Milwaukee than any other place in the country. And that's probably surprising because it feels and looks like we live in a relatively safe community. But these traffickers are becoming more emboldened by the day and it's not it's not like it is in the movies folks it's not like taken where it is a specific 
organized crime organization or a specific biker gang or a specific street gang. There are petty criminals all over the place who are engaging in this practice of what people used to call pimping, but it is really trafficking our children, taking them, taking advantage of them, and putting them into a position where they're forced into prostitution. Now, you might wonder, how does this happen to a intelligent, well-mannered 16, 17, 18, 19-year-old who, is, who, com- who comes from a family with a good, upbreak, good upbringing, and I can tell you it happens, and it happens often, and they're being groomed for it early on. And today I wanted to discuss some of the signs that you should be looking for so that you can tell if a child, either your child or a child you're working with, if you work with children, is being groomed uh, to be trafficked for sexual exploitation because it is a pretty major problem. Now, Jim, you've um, you've heard me talk about this. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. You know, There's been many, many quite topics, a bit. Uh, quite a bit. And it's hard to get deep enough on the subject. I mm-hmm. feel like we, every time we get on here, we can only get to well, a certain it's, it's level. It's such a complex subject. I mean, to how did this happen? I mean, you know, it's, it's so much. It is happening and bringing awareness to it. But exactly, you know, what are these steps that the, these these people are are taking? Well, and and why? Here's why. If you sell an item. Mm-hmm. Even if it's an illegal item, a contraband item, say you're selling guns, let's say you're selling illegal drugs, once you either manufacture or acquire that item, you're really only selling it once, and then you have to either acquire or manufacture that item again. Mm-hmm. When it comes to human trafficking, they can take a human being, they can take a person and use them and use them and use yeah. them over and over and over again. And it doesn't cost them anything to acquire them. All it takes is them to be good at their craft mm-hmm. of conning Right. These, these kids into this. And they look for the vulnerable. They look for the child that may have some self-esteem issues. Mm-hmm. Typically, what they will do is they will use a member of the opposite sex, sometimes a member of the same sex, around mm-hmm. their own age right. to to form this, this bond, this friendship right. with them. I mean, them. You, you see it in movies, like Taken. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's just, you know. Um, and I was I was listening to uh, public radio and talking to this uh, young woman from the uh, – uh, uh, Central America, who's uh, these these uh, traffickers had their had her kids and sent her to New York, you know, as yep. you know, and just, she had to do all these different things. And now her kids are actually with her parents now, and she got away from everything, you know, but you know, she still can't go back. I'm looking forward to bringing this guest on so that she mm-hmm. can tell her story. Right, but the stories are very similar. I've heard mm-hmm. heard a lot of them, and. When these kids get trafficked, they sometimes get trafficked two blocks from where they live. Yeah. And so I, I learned a few things today having that conversation. But the information I'm going to share today is is stuff that, that I've, I've learned in the past. And there are, I, I'm going to give the, uh, the, the, main, the main patterns, the main changes, the main things that you should be looking for mm-hmm. and paying close attention to that could – lead to your child being groomed uh, in person. And we're going to talk on a different day about how they can be groomed online because that's a different set of of actions. And both of them have been proven to be very effective at at getting at these kids. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to grooming in person, uh, number one, money and clothes. Uh, So the, the grooming process often involves earning this 
young adult or this child's trust, giving them money, giving them clothing, giving them other expensive items, cell phones, so on and so forth. And what it does is it makes that child feel special, but it also makes them feel in, indebted. And that is a way that they bait you in is, oh, I, I did this for you, so you kind of owe me. And they know not to jump on it right away. They establish a pattern of it. They establish a pattern that makes that child feel like they are a trustworthy confidant, a trustworthy source of of comfort or source of support in their lives. And if a child comes from a, a broken home or a troubled home, that's very easy. But even if they come from a good home, what they try to do is start to replace the support that the child is getting from their parents without the strings attached that parents normally have, that you're, you're going to live up to a set of expectations. And so they drive that wedge immediately or as, as early as possible about, oh, boy, you know, your parents are just too strict. And that's, you know, that's a shame. You know, my, my parents let me do what I want. And, 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 and they work them that way, but they give them things. New friends. Making new friends is a great idea. But if the friends are older or more independent than your child, and sometimes they can be the same age – there's a lot of times 18, 19-year-olds that came from broken homes already have their own place. If your child has lived a sheltered life and suddenly they're palling around with a friend mm-hmm. who, who has his or her own apartment, it has his or her own car, maybe they quit school and, and they have a job. My biggest worry always was with, with my kids was actually when they get into the workplace. Mm. And uh, th- that's a very common place for kids to get trafficked is in the workplace. It was a discussion that I had had often with my kids that I would have preferred their job to be their school, their sports, their their extracurricular activities, not because I don't want them to learn work ethic because I worked at a young age, but I worked for a family business. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes when your teen starts to go into the workplace part-time, they're working with people, especially they're in the service industry, they're working with people who live their life in that industry and have come from different backgrounds and maybe doing other things besides that primary job to make a living or they may be supporting themselves at a young age and they have a survival mentality and it, it puts them in a different puts them in a different place so if there's a power differential in that friendship if your child is suddenly friends with somebody who is incredibly independent or older or in a position of authority it's a good idea to ask a lot of questions get to know those people have them over at your house kind of get a feel for them. Are they avoidant of you? Are they engaging with you? Are they overly engaging with you and trying to earn your confidence because that sort of thing happens? Uh, Another one is unexpected absences. If suddenly your child is, uh, and not just at school, but if they're cutting class, if if they're gone for increasing periods of time without a really good explanation or, or a fuzzy explanation for what's going on, that can be a really good sign that they are, are getting groomed and they're, they're getting desensitized to your expectations. Mm-hmm. And that's another warning sign that you want to look out for. And, and of course, any other major changes in, in behavior. Mm. You see a child acting completely uncharacteristic of, right. of, of, of what they were before. And there's so many different warning signs are there, too, for other things as well. I mean, a lot of times, if you, if your kid, if you think your kid's on drugs... Yep, things as such are are kind of distant, out of you know. And it's so hard to, to dissect the difference mm-hmm. between your child just being seventeen. And right. I've I've been through this a couple of times, and mm-hmm. and all of these warning signs here, the line is thin. Yeah, you have to really engage. You have to talk to your kids, even when they don't want to talk to you. 
you have to you have to keep that that level of relationship where where they feel like you're the primary person that they're still going to talk to you about problems, and that you know th- that's a tough line. Mm-hmm. So th- those are the uh, those are the four warning signs that that I had read in a couple of different articles and put together just some food for thought. And we're going to cover the the internet patterns of behavior on a future episode as well as have a couple of guests between now and when we do mm-hmm. our Songs of Freedom Music Festival mm-hmm. on the 28th. Yeah. Now, all the money on that music festival is going to support a group called Operation Underground Railroad. And Operation Underground Railroad has rescued over 3,000 children from being trafficked across the world. The problem with trafficking in other countries is dramatically different from how it is in the States. In other countries, it's easier for them to just grab and kidnap children that don't have decent homes and nobody misses them and they're getting them as young as you know inf- not infant toddlers maybe infants I don't know but five six seven years old and they're already being taken away mm. and what they do is they they form a relationship at any age with a child and make them feel as though they're the only ones that care about them even though they're the ones that are abusing them they're the only ones that are going to shelter them. They're the only ones that are going to feed them. They give, uh, in, in, in the case of uh, here in the States, they give these kids cell phones. They get them their first car. They make sure they have large amounts of money, and they keep them high. They keep mm-hmm. them drugged. They keep them on so many different substances, it's not even funny, so that when the child does break away and go back to the parents, they're feeling that withdrawal, and they're feeling that parental control. And a lot of times what happens is they become indoctrinated, and they go back to the trafficker willingly. Mm-hmm. So that makes it a very difficult process from the standpoint of law enforcement. Because how do you, especially if they're 18, 19 years old, how do you establish that somebody's a victim that doesn't want to admit they're a victim? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we're advocating for are law changes to make that easier, that if you are profiting from prostitution in any way, shape, or form, illegal prostitution, the person who you're profiting off of is automatically regarded as a victim, whether or not they're asserting that. Another one of the big problems that we have is the new privacy laws that we've ratcheted up over the years actually become a hindrance when you have a young adult as a child. You know, they're 18, they're adults. And now they need medical care. They need, you know, they're they're sucked in, and it it, it becomes a major major problem. Mm-hmm. So enough on that for today. But I wanted to make sure yeah. that we got the word out and discussed Definitely. it. And of course, I want to introduce our music guest. So we're going to change the subject a little bit here. So everybody, take a take a deep yeah. breath. We're going to lighten up here. Right. Yeah. Once, uh, once, al- yeah. Although, uh, you know, if you guys have anything to say on that, you go ahead and, and you know, weigh in. But we have with us today um, the members of Earth Mother. We have uh, Trevor Mooney and uh, Josie Rosales. They are both uh, from the local area. Is that correct, guys? Yep. yep. Great. You're going to want to lean right in there about as close as I am. This make believe you guys are singing harmonizing vocals exactly. together or something like the Beatles. Yeah, they're exactly. like, like like Paul and George used to get together and, and, and sing. Yeah, yeah, George, he's got his mind set on me. So, uh, welcome to the program. Have Thanks. you guys done live radio before? Uh, one time, a long time ago. But... Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So, tell me a little bit about your band. Uh, we're a rock jam band. Uh, we play a lot. Of, we're from the Kenosha area. We play a lot um, anywhere between uh, Chicago and Milwaukee. Um, what are we about, Josie? We're about a lot of things. <laughs> All right. Well. But yeah, Kenosha kind of feels like 
our hometown, I guess, we've only been in Kenosha. We're playing in Kenosha maybe for like a year and a half or something mm. like that. Where are you oh. from originally? Uh, I'm originally from Venezuela. Okay. Trevor's from D.C. Yeah, Washington, D.C. So how did you get to the Midwest? How did you end up in Kenosha? Uh, we formed uh, Earth Mother at Berkeley College of Music um, with our bandmate, Zach. Okay. He's originally from Antioch, Illinois, and so we lived together in Antioch okay. um, for a few years, and then uh, we, re- we recently relocated to Kenosha. So have you been playing mostly southeast of Wisconsin? Are you touring? Uh, we don't tour because uh, I think touring is really expensive and tiring and kind of <laughs> not very effective right now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we play a lot in Wisconsin and in Illinois. Mm-hmm. We try to, like, branch out a little yeah. bit. We I've, s- to... I've seen you guys many times. Yeah, seen you, know, 50, busy, you guys are you know, 58. You guys time. are 58 below not too long ago. I saw you guys there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah. And uh, I think we did a benefit together uh, a couple of years ago at the UAW. In uh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. I think last year. Yeah, it was it was last year, year before. I, I think it's we because I was uh, doing some some I was emceeing the event. Remember talking all, to you all guys. my shows just blend together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we actually played three shows yesterday. You know? Did you really? Yeah, just well, I like you guys. You guys, you guys got you guys got shirt. You guys got merch. Uh, you do. know, <laughs> you know. I mean, you you know, I, I see I see a lot of local bands and there's no merch around. And I see you got the t-shirt guy and he's all you know. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah. Show, actually, yeah. show that off for our YouTube audience over but there. The, but this is the lame one. You're gonna have to visualize if you're on the no, radio. Normally we do tie dyes or, or yeah. drummer sack. We're two thirds of the band. He's not here. Okay. Um, but. He does most of the tie dice and he's really good at it. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I mean, good. You guys are taking advantage of you know. If you're gonna have them, you got to put them out. And, you know, you got to push them. You, you, you make know, people, money. <laughs> yeah, you got to make a little money on it, right? Right. Yeah. And you've got a nice, you got a nice combination in your set list of, of mm-hmm. covers and your originals. I really liked your cover, "Staying Alive." By the way, that oh, was, uh, you know, it, it definitely changed the uh, the texture of the song. That's awesome. Yeah, and we do, we do awesome. a lot of covers like that that where people are sort of thrown off by them. Unexpected. Very cool. That's good well, stuff. Well, let's uh, let's take a break. All right, we need to take a break right now. When we come back. I'll come to the top play some for okay. us. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right. We'll be right back. And we're back here in the studios of AM 1050, WLIP, Kenosha, Wisconsin. You're listening to Get Real with Ralph. Ralph Nudy and Jim Selovich here with Earth Mother here in the studio. Guys, again, welcome to the program. And uh, that there was a little bit of uh, the cars because today is the birthday of Benjamin Orr. Benjamin Orr, who left us in uh, 2000. But he, had he lived, he'd be 72 years old today. That is so hard to believe. Is that crazy? Yeah. Crazy. See, guys, we're old. You know, when you, when you, when you, when you get old like us. Then yeah. the musicians you, you listen to. You start hearing the music old. you would listen to when you were like in your 20s and 30s. And you're like, oh, oh my God. You know, that's like 30 years ago now. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's when, that crazy. When, you're, when your heroes are senior citizens and they're walking with walkers, you know, like. Except for the except for the stones, okay, you know. That's hey, this. Man, my, my, those are my heroes too. And yeah, Errol absolutely. Smith. And Errol Smith. Yeah, okay. Steven Tyler can still move on a stage. Early, too. early Errol Smith. Okay. Yeah, the guy can still move for an old guy. All right, so um, you're here in the studio with is that a banjo? Uh, yeah, we're gonna do something a little different. Awesome, uh, awesome. Yeah. I like. We're that. practicing a lot of banjo. Usually, you know, we have sack on the drums and it's all electric and pretty loud. 
Uh, but I've been practicing this. We actually played a couple of shows on the Red Witch. The boat. Oh yeah, cool, very cool. I was, I was just on the Red Witch on Thursday. Right we on. had a team building exercise with uh, with Andrew, with Captain oh, yes, Andrew, yes. and uh, we filmed the whole thing uh, along with Ray here. And uh, I've been on it a couple of times. But you you, pl you played on the Red Witch, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we played all acoustic. Uh, so we're just gonna try to do something similar and perfect. We're try to perfect. implement some of our live what, shows. What's the name of this first song you're gonna play? I guess I wrote it, but I guess it doesn't have a name. <laughs> we got the no name. We got Earth Mother yeah. with a no name song. All right, guys, take it away. It's a new song. All okay. right, let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
So what's the what's the story behind that? Is there a story behind this song? There's no, gotta be. There's always no, a story. No, no. I just sit down and I try to write stuff, and if I like how it sounds like. Okay. Like All right. Yeah. Okay. Sort of a, like whatever comes out. Mentality what, what, comes just whatever out. comes, some melody comes to you, yeah. and you just kind of like go with it, and yeah. just kind of. Yeah. I like it to be raw too. I don't modify my stuff too much after the fact. Okay, <laughs> that's nice. All right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's cool. That's cool. Very cool. Well, we like it. Very much so. Yeah, it's good stuff. So how much uh, how much you guys write? You, you write all the time, or I mean, well, Trevor doesn't write. It's it's second me writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of have what I will call a permanent writer's block. Where okay. I just kind of like whenever I sit down to write, I just get frustrated, and then once in a while, I'll write something. Yeah, I you, like. just, you just kind of got to leave it alone. Then it's right? almost impossible if, 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 to write. Yeah. When if you're no, trying if to nothing's write. come, cause I write myself. Well, I practice a lot of music, you know, right. so. Eventually, with time, I end up playing mm-hmm. something that I like. Sure. It turns into a song. It just happens naturally. So that's okay. how I let it happen. Very cool. Zach writes a lot, very consistently. Mm-hmm. But we're very picky about our songs, so we try a lot of stuff. Gotcha. All right. Good. All right. How long have you been playing together? I think three years. Three years. And you said you met at Berkeley originally? Correct. Yeah. So you're all Berkeley students, all three of you? Mm-hmm. Uh, graduates, yeah, yeah. Ah, graduate music students. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah Berkeley Fantastic. School of Music. Yeah. Correct, yeah. Yeah. I, I knew I knew what it meant there. Yeah. Okay. So did I was I was telling the listeners. So you're all, all three. Of you were grad students at Berkeley School of Music. Mm-hmm. Ah. Okay. Where did you go? Uh, where did you go for school initially, for undergrad? Oh no oh, no, no we we had an undergrad. Yeah. Oh gotcha okay Sorry, got yeah, gotcha yeah, yeah. okay Sorry. got all right gotcha so um and you so you're from I'm originally from Washington from DC. from Washington D C yeah. in the city in the suburbs uh, uh specifically from get a little closer to the microphone Germantown Maryland okay yeah. I I know, I know the Maryland area oh, a little right bit on. my uh. One of my very best friends lives in La Plata and lived in Waldorf before that. Oh, okay, so, cool. yeah, I've been to the area quite a few times. It's a it's a cool place to live, cool, yeah, yeah. cool place to grow up, I imagine. Yeah, it, it's uh, Montgomery County, which is very uh, affluent county, which is right. Nice. <laughs> so, do you have a uh, you have parents sure. that work for the government or? No, um, my dad's a school teacher. He teaches elementary school. Awesome. Um, and my mom works in an office. So gotcha. And you said you came from. Venezuela. Venezuela. Okay. Well, tell us about that. Uh, when? What? How old were you when you moved here? I was eighteen. Okay. Yeah, you so came, came here for college. college. Yeah, pretty much. Was it a culture shock for you? Uh, yeah, sort of. I, I guess so. You know, I don't know. It, it's kind of weird to think about it. I don't think I realized so much of a culture shock. It, it was the beginning, especially because when you go to Berkeley, like there's so many different kinds of people there. That sure it was a culture shock, but I also had a lot of friends that were also Latin, and mm-hmm. the environment was very much like a, 
like a melting pot, you know, a lot, sure. of, a lot of different cultures in one place. I think the culture shock was stronger when they, when I started living in this area, actually. <laughs> in this area? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because now you're now you're settled in with, with people in the Midwest who yeah. really don't have as, as much experience with as diverse of a group of people. Yeah. So I but but I was already so used to, to the lifestyle here that, uh, you know, it was kind of... You like the, you like the lifestyle here better, I'm assuming. Well, <laughs> it's just it's not the the living conditions aren't very good in Venezuela, right? No. Correct, so, correct. Yeah, I do like it here. <laughs> yeah, I imagine you would. What about what about winter? How do, huh? you, how do you like winter? Oh, that's well, that, that's the bad part, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It's still a bad part for us being here all our lives. I mean, yeah. If I could have you know, if, if I could have America's system, but Venezuela's winters, that would be <laughs> there. You go. That'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah. Venezuela's weather in general. What do you miss the most about Venezuela? Uh, the food. Yeah, the food? I was just yeah. say the food. Yeah, food I think I think uh, it's not only the food from Venezuela. I honestly think the food here is not very good. Mm. <laughs> well, if you're eating out, I guess it depends. It depends on what you're eating and who's making it. Mm. For sure. Yeah. What's your what's what is your favorite American food now that oh. you now that you've become completely Americanized over the last? I, mean, I just like steaks. So. Steaks. All right. Yeah. Hey, there I'm a big fan of steaks. Matter of fact, we made we grilled some steaks last night uh, up at Miller Park. We were there for the uh, for the baseball game, and we brought steaks and cooked them. And mm-hmm. nothing better than a steak. See, you can't get that in the ball. <laughs> there is nothing. It sure beats steak. a hot dog, doesn't it? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we got time for uh, we got time for you guys to slide uh, one more in if you can get it under eight minutes. So we'll make it quick. As yeah, quick as possible. this uh, Grateful Dead cover. So they're yeah, you got all right. Be famous for the long songs. Yeah, good. yes, they are absolutely. <laughs> yeah, good. Six, well, you, you six, and a six and a half minutes, and, and we're minutes. gonna we're gonna take you guys right into the break. So sounds okay. good. All right, awesome. All right. China got some flower proud, walking jingly in the midnight sun. With them body drapes of silver, came on like a crazy, could struggle through a dream like wind. Like a diamond at Jack, awful colors place a golden string field to a double e waterfall over my back.
book called Son Leader, Little Crime Leonardo, words from out of a sick trombone. I rang silent bell, the shower of pearls in the eagle, wing palace of the queen shining. I know you're rather gonna miss me when I'm gone. I know you're rather gonna miss me when I'm gone. Gonna miss your baby from rolling in your arms. And now last night, Lord, I could not take my rest. Running like a wild geese in the west. The sun will shine in my back door someday. The sun will shine in my back door someday. March winds will blow on my troubles away. On an northbound train. I wish I was a headlight on an northbound train. I shine my light through the cool Colorado rain. I know you're rather gonna miss me when I'm gone. I know.
And we're back here in the studios at AM 1050 WLIP. You're listening to Get Real with Ralph. I'm your host, Ralph Nudy, along with Jim Selovich here in the studio. Yeah. You can watch our show on YouTube. Go to GetRealWithRalph.com. Brings it right to our YouTube channel. And uh, in our studio today, our guests are the uh, two-thirds of the band Earth Mother are here. We have uh, Trevor and Josie with us. They're an old-school jam band, so they're a lot of fun to have play, and we're going to have them play a few more songs in uh, just a few moments. You know, Jim, I wanted to touch on the um, the devastation in the Bahamas. Yeah. You know, we were covering Dorian last weekend, and she's mm-hmm. still raging on. She's she's slamming into the coast of Canada now. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't think of hurricanes in Canada, uh, but, they're, they're you know, they're getting a little wind battered right now, but nothing like the Bahamas. Uh, the death toll... Uh, at last, the last time I checked earlier today was, I want to say 43. Is but, that many now? 43, oh. but 70,000 people mm. are out of their homes, homeless, 70,000. That's a, that's a staggering number. And they're going to need a lot of relief. They're going to need a lot of help to put their country back together, get these people back in their homes. And if you're interested in helping, and you want to make sure that your money is going to the right place because a lot of times when there's a tragedy, right. there's also you know scam artists out there. But if you go to Bahamas.com forward slash relief, it gives you the different places where you can um, donate money and know that it's getting to the right place, including the Bahamas Red Cross, the National Association of the Bahamas, uh, as well as uh, uh, the National Emergency Management Agency. And so it has the information on there if you're interested in donating to the victims of the incredible devastation in the Bahamas. That's where you can get the information. So uh, back to Trevor and Josie. That was a little uh, Grateful Dead cover that you uh, went out into the break with. And uh, I have to say you absolutely did it justice. It's a great song. Uh, What do you got up your sleeve for us now? Uh, some original music, I guess. All right. Yeah, so, uh, uh, you switched to the guitar. He's yeah. fast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it, took, it only took me six minutes. It took him six <laughs> minutes to put that banjo away and uh, bring that guitar out. And I tell you what, you speaking of taking six minutes or being fast, your your fingers are lightning fast. How long did it take you to get that good at picking the banjo? Oh, well, I kind of picked it up like a year ago for two months and gave up. But then three months ago, I picked it up again. So I guess three months. Three months? Yeah, I've been playing for like three months. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm jealous that you can pick something up that quick in three months. Well, I've been playing guitar for 15 years, so sure. I, I put in some time, you know? <laughs> sure, sure. All right, so uh, what's this song called? Uh, what were we playing first? Traveler. Yeah, Traveler. All right. From and we're going to play album, Traveler actually. for your new album. Yeah, it's yeah. out on Spotify. We're getting the, the physical copies now. After the song, we're going to talk about where people can find all of your music as well. So go ahead and take it away, guys. He came into town Heavy 
miles under his feet, traveling Spain. It was the town of Carmona, from an ancient lullaby, the palace of Don Pedro. Stood as tall as the sky, as the sky. Nathan was a traveling man and nomad soul. He traveled all across the plains through winds fair and foul. As he traveled through Carmona. There he met a Spanish rose. It was Lady Valentina, with golden hair and eyes aglow, with eyes aglow. Traveler of the road, won't you stay by my side? Traveler of the wind, won't you please hear my cry? Nathan's love was strong for his Spanish girl, but his love for the road would prevail when he left. Carmona, Valentina cried for him to stay, but he did not stop to wonder. A lonely kiss sealed their fate; it sealed it away. A snail and travel across the road, the lonely road. Felt an emptiness inside, and he knew why. He went back to Carmona. His Spanish rose was standing there, and he told her that he would stay to share his life with hers. Slept with her, traveler of the road. Don't you travel anymore, traveler of the wind? You have found.
There's nothing that is wrong in you wanting to stay with me. I know you got somewhere to go, but won't you lay your worries down and stay with me? Don't you ever leave? Lay down, Sally, rest her in my arms. Don't you think you want someone to talk to? Lay down, Sally. Need to leave so soon. I've been trying all night long just to talk to you. See the morning light coloring your face so perfectly. I know you got somewhere to be, but please, honey, just stay with me. And don't you ever leave. Lay down, Sally. Rest her in my arms. Don't you think you want someone to talk to? So soon, I've been trying all night long just to talk to you.
Great. We'll be back with a little more Earth Mother right for this break. Welcome back to the dog show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch snuggling, ball chasing, face licking, tail wagging, backyard hanging, and of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier hound chihuahua looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring a white, gray, brown, black brindle. Simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, oh, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. So as most of you listeners already know, in addition to uh, hosting this show, primarily what I do for a living is sell real estate. So if you're looking to buy or sell a home in southeastern Wisconsin, make sure that you give myself and my partner, Ben Gentile, a call. We are the success team at EXP Realty. You can search online anytime at 262kenoshahomes.com for values on your property or for searching properties in the local area or you can give us a call directly at 262-656-7171 thank you Are you looking for the hottest places to have a dinner date or the coolest places to grab a drink and appetizers with friends? Well, 262 Eats has it all. 262 Eats is a local food show that features the best the area has to offer. Watch Ralph Nudie as he samples the food, interviews the owners, and takes you inside and behind the scenes of the favorite places of locals and travelers alike. Be sure to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel to win prizes, gift certificates, and get special discount offers. That's 262 Eats. And we're back here at AM 1050 WLIP. You're listening to Ralph Nudie, Get Real with Ralph, along with Jim Selovich and Earth Mother here in the studio playing uh, playing a little bit of music. I'll tell you, when you... Uh, when you transition from your original into uh, Lay Down Sally, I just wanted to jump in and start harmonizing with you guys. I, I could like, hear all the other parts sure. along with it. Like, it took me back a few years. Right on. But uh, great music, and uh, you, you sure kept it interesting the whole time, bar after bar. And that's, uh, you know, that's hard to do. I've heard a lot of jam bands over the years that, um, you know, local jam bands that don't keep it interesting long enough. So 
they'll jam out and they're interested in what they're doing, but it's hard to keep the audience interested in what they're doing. And you guys definitely do keep it interesting. And uh, Josie, I got to say, I've heard a couple of different influences in your music, and I'm going to throw some of them out there because I'm just wondering <laughs> if those are influences. Oh, sure, sure. The first one is Cat Stevens. Are you Cat a Cat Stevens, Stevens fan? I mean... Uh, I I love Cat Stevens. I not, that, not in the voice, obviously, but in the in in the phrasing and some of it. I heard. Did you hear a little Cat Stevens in there? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I heard a little Cat Stevens, and I heard a little Ziggy Marley in there as well. In, in, Ziggy in Marley. That, yeah, I did. I heard a um, a few bars that that reminded me of some of. The, I'm trying to think which one he did, but I wouldn't say borrowed. I'd say just similarities. Where you, could, you could feel the influence of a little bit of both. So, with that, tell us, tell our audience what some of your biggest music influences are. Uh, over the years, old and new alike. Yeah. Well, I think the most relevant and important thing to say uh, is that my favorite band is The Grateful Dead, and that's important because um, when we were going to college, um, I kind of had this moment. I was really into, I actually had a reggae band back then, and I was really into reggae, and that was like my thing. And then for some reason, uh, I don't know why, I just started getting into mm-hmm. The Grateful Dead more and more, and uh, my, reggae brand, my reggae band, for all the reasons, was over. And uh, I was kind of like, oh, I need to start a jam band because the Grateful Dead yeah, is awesome I, I picked and up, I need to do that. I, I picked up a little influence from the song <laughs> Love is My Religion in that last one. That's what it was. And that's oh, why I said oh, Ziggy and not Bob nice. because I, could, I, I kind of mm-hmm. felt the presence of it without it feeling like it was borrowed from it. Just like felt mm-hmm. the presence of it. What about you, Trevor? What are some of your – besides the Grateful Dead, yeah. which we know, uh, what are some of your influences? I really love Motown music. Uh, soul, nice. Old school soul. Um, You're in the right studio. <laughs> awesome. Um before that, I would say progressive rock. I love Brush. Yes, all of those guys. Um, and then heavy metal, of course. Uh, Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden. Nice. Yes. I was listening to some of that. I was cleaning my garage this morning. Little little old Black Sabbath. There you go. Bit of, right uh, little, still, all that old stuff that you don't hear anymore unless you have a good playlist on your iPod. Yeah, that's play a little true. Sweet Leaf. Oh when yeah. When you're getting ready to go out. <laughs> that's what it's all about, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> So, what are you guys going to play for us next? Play one more original. Yeah, oh, also oh. from the new album. Also from the new album. And what's this one? Uh, S- Stranger Than They Seem. Stranger Than They Seem. Is the name that or is the yes. name the full? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they name it as they go along, folks. <laughs> All right. A little more Earth Mother. And uh, this has been a treat, guys. So, we're loving it. Thank you, man. Thank you. Sometimes we forget it's a dream. 
saw stranger than they seem The crying river is so wide It goes on for miles and miles I don't think I'll ever see it in The laughing clouds hang high above me They form pictures in my head Of things that only I can see Sometimes we forget it's a dream Things are stranger than they seem
Outstanding, guys. That, that was very incredible. Nice, very nice. Yeah, very well written song. Very well put together. Thank you so much. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm guessing that's one of the songs you're going to be playing at the Songs of Freedom Music Festival on the 28th of September. Well, now it is. Now that you yeah. said it. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that makes a set list because that's a good one. And I just want to thank you in advance for agreeing to play this concert. Uh, ladies and gentlemen that are listening, all of these fantastic groups have been playing on our show the last few weeks that are playing are playing free of charge, and 100% of the proceeds are going to support Operation Underground Railroad, which rescues children who have been uh, enslaved and trafficked for sexual exploitation all over the world. Uh, this group, Operation Underground Railroad, sends in these uh, teams of prior special forces, and they go and infiltrate these compounds, and they rescue these children, which is um, such important work and very expensive work. So the fact that we're able to have such great artists like yourself, uh, like some, some of the other great artists that have been here over the last few weeks to uh, come play this, I just want you to know how much, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate that you guys are doing that. Now, if someone wants to find your music... Where's the best place to find it? Do you have oh, a band? Uh, <laughs> uh, Facebook.com. You got to get really close to that mic or they can't close. hear you. <laughs> Facebook.com slash EarthMotherTheBand. Okay. We're also on EarthMotherTheBand.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram.com slash EarthMotherTheBand. EarthMotherTheBand is our, is our little thing. We'll make sure that we put it in the episode guide on our YouTube channel as well. We'll, we'll make sure we get all your links and put them in there. Do you have a, a what about buying your music? If somebody wants to buy it, how do they do that? You can buy our music. Uh, we just released our latest album uh, in August. It's called Three, the number three. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find it on Spotify, iTunes, um, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, your favorite streaming service. We're on it. Um, we appreciate your support. Now, how many How many have you put out so far? This is our second album. Your, your second album. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, of course, you have merch on your site as well. I uh, got this great little Earth Mother shirt here. You need to show this off here, Ray. You got to switch cameras here for these guys so we can we can show I'm off sure. Josie's oh, shirt here. Sure. <laughs> Look at that! If you're uh, listening on the radio, you're just going to have to visualize that he has a very cool shirt on that says Earth Mother, or actually go to the website to see it. But if you're on GetRealWithRalph.com on our YouTube channel, you can see it right there. You can you can see Earth Mother as well as hear them in stereo. <laughs> And um, I thank you guys so much mm-hmm. for, for, for coming on and, and playing with us and for coming and playing this upcoming weekend and look super forward to you guys uh, being there. Mm-hmm. Of course, thank you so much thank for having you. us. Yeah. Yeah. We're not done yet. but uh, We're not completely done. We're going to go to the break, and after the break, we're going to talk a little bit more music, and uh, we're going to talk about steaks, seeing as how you brought it up, <laughs> because I'm going to tell you a very interesting story that I think you'll get a little kick out right. of right after this break. Back here in the studios at AM 1050 WLIP Kenosha, we have our musical guests today, Earth Mother, which is Trevor Mooney and uh, 
Jolzy Rosales, their third member. What's your third member's name? His name is Zach Weinstein. Zach is not here today. Zach is their drummer, but he is going to be in full force when they play at the... Zach's off doing drummer stuff, right? Yes. Exactly. That's what's going on today. <laughs> He's out doing drummer stuff. So, you know, Jolzy, you mentioned that you like steak. I do like steak. You do like steak. So this is a story that came out of Australia, and this is kind of a... I think it's kind of a funny story. Um, there was a, a woman in... Australia, who decided to sue her neighbors. Do you know what she decided to sue her neighbors for? Take, take a wild guess. It has to do something with steaks. You're getting there. Getting warmer. Cows. What's that? She sued her neighbors for barbecuing because she was a vegan, and she felt that they were barbecuing on purpose to bother her <laughs> and was complaining <laughs> that her whole yard smelled like meat <laughs> and that she couldn't handle that anymore, and also that their kids were playing basketball in their driveway, and it was upsetting her ability to quietly enjoy her house, and it got tossed out of court completely. Mm-hmm. The neighbors seem to be very gracious people. The neighbors are actually immigrants to Australia. I can't remember where they're from now, but as I was reading the story, they actually moved the location of the grill and took the basketball hoop down and told their kids they'd have to go to the park to play because they, they wanted to be good neighbors, mm-hmm. you know, in spite of the case getting thrown out of court. But it was too late. It had went viral, and a group of additional neighbors decided to put together a little block party where so far more than 4,000 people have responded to the Facebook event saying that they're going to be attending, and 10,000-plus say they're interested in a huge black party barbecue Love it. surrounding this lady's residence. So she may have gotten a little more meat than she bargained for. Mm. That's great. What do you think <laughs> of this huge movement all over the place where suddenly now beef is contributing to 14% of the carbon uh, dioxide emitted by people, and now they want to stop us from eating meat. It, you've come from a country that's very restrictive in what you can and cannot do. What, am I correct in saying that? Um, well, it depends as to what you refer. I don't think... <laughs> I, more government control than what you're used to here, would you say? I don't know, man. It's hard to say Like what's happening over there. It's sort of like... The economy is just plummeting so bad, but in reality, like, there's not that many, like, things you cannot do in that way, I, I believe, you know, like, oh, sorry. There we <laughs> go. <laughs> no, l- l- like, there's still a lot of freedom, you know, I think. Sure. And people still have their rights, which are being violated, mm-hmm. but they have them. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's that's good. But you can still you can still cook a steak anytime you want, at least. If you find a steak, if you, you gotta, find, you gotta find one first. Yeah. You know, I would be darned if I had neighbors tell me I can't cook steak anymore in my backyard because well, it's more like it's more meat. like no one's telling you you can't over there, but um, you might not find it in the market. Like, well, this is true. Yeah. It's true. But when it comes to starting businesses and stuff like that, everything is he- heavily regulated and heavily taxed. Am I correct in saying that in, in um, Venezuela? Is that what caused the financial crisis in the first place there and the devaluation of the currency? Well, I don't know. I don't want to talk too much without knowing. Like, I'm I'm from Venezuela, you know, but I I don't know a whole lot about it. You pay it. attention and, to the music. <laughs> yeah, sort of. There's nothing no, like, wrong with I, that. I have an idea of what's going on there, you know, but I don't know exactly like what cost it and all that. I'm mm-hmm. not like an expert. Actually, like I get into this topic a lot with people, and it sort of makes me uncomfortable because it makes me feel like I should know what's going on. Oh, I got you better. right. Yeah, but, but it, it, you don't have to know. You're here. You just gotta know what's going on here, I guess now. I do know sort of what's yeah. going on. Or you there. can just 
Or you can just be very good at what you're good at and realize that there are a lot of things in life you just don't have any control over. And there's nothing wrong with that as well. I think that successful people tend to do that. They tend to block out all the noise of what's going on around them, and they focus on the one thing that they know they can and want to be very good at. And They're and, probably successful because they take chances of the opportunities they have, and they're not looking for the ones they don't. This is very good. Very well, very mm-hmm. well said. Mm-hmm. Very well said. What are your What are your plans going forward? What are your, What are your big, hairy, audacious goals? What are, what are the goals for Earth Mother? Where do you see you guys, uh, your well, your band ten years from now? You, you know, the the goal started as like making it big, um, and I guess that was like the driving thing to us moving here and doing the band thing. But I don't know. It's been, I think, like two years, and at this point, <laughs> like the goal for me has changed to just like uh, play as much as I can, mm-hmm. and having fun with it and again like as long as i can make a living out of doing music that's the goal you know <laughs> so so if you got a phone call f- from the dead or from fish or somebody that big and say hey we need someone to open up for us yeah. you wouldn't say no would you no i'm not saying i'm close <laughs> well, well, i'm not saying i'm close to the opportunity but i'm not like losing sleep over right. oh my god right. like, i need to make it you know it's a thing we we're talking about with like taking the opportunities you have this is what i have right now so i'm not waking up thinking like oh man like i'm not i'm not gonna be happy until I play Solar Field or something, you know, like I'm happy now. That's great. That's, That's great. It's a great way to go about that it. That is a great way to go about it. You are making a living doing what you love. Yes. Within reason. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean I'm sure it's not it's not easy when you haven't made it big, I get that. But you're you're figuring out a way to live your life primarily doing what you love and that is that's big. So many people are chasing the dollar instead of chasing what really makes them happy. And I think chasing what makes you happy and following that and doing that and pursuing that with every bit of passion that you have is far more important. Mm -hmm. You'll live a happier life, and you're more likely to actually run into the money as time goes on because you're doing it for all the right reasons. I was about to say you got to do it for the right reason. That's for the love of the music. That's for for the love. I mean, it's got to be a kick for you as musicians. Like, hey, we're doing really good. We're playing really good music. We're really happy what we're doing. Yeah, you and know. Even further to that, it's like if we're not digging it on stage, how can we expect the audience? Exactly. To enjoy yeah, it? I, I do some acting. I'm on stage, and you know, I do comedy a lot too. And and I know when they're feeling it. You know, and I know when I'm feeling it, and I'm feeding off this audience too. And it's it, it's it's so it's such yeah. an exhilarating feeling. It can backfire sometimes, in my <laughs> opinion, though, to do it so often and mm-hmm. as a full time thing. Because when your passion becomes your job, it becomes this thing where. Sometimes you're not going to want to do it, and, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to do it. So it means sometimes you have to do the thing that you love, <laughs> not because you want to, because right. you have to. And right. then when you actually have the your free mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. To, to do it, you're maybe not going to want to do it as right. much or yeah, work yeah. as Sure. I've, I've had times. I, I was doing a show last back in July. I'm like, I really, I'd rather be home right now. You know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, yes. but show's got to go on. And, you know, things were fine. We were doing improv, and uh, things were fine, but it's just... I just I didn't feel like going. I didn't feel like going on. There you know, are but. definitely some Sunday afternoons that I feel that way. Kind of get settled in at home, get lazy, have dinner with the family. Then, then I get up here and, and do the radio show. Once I get here, I yeah, it, it, it's reinvigorating. But you get that that moment of oh man, I gotta go to work, and it does. You know, after the <laughs> you know the first week was like a novelty, like wow, I'm on the radio. Yeah. But, you know, week after week, now uh, you start uh-huh. to feel like, okay, I have to make sure we have our material. I have to make sure our musical guests are lined up. We have to make sure. Oh, it's all the stuff you're doing all weekend long. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, i got to go into the radio station and do a show now. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, I'd love being here. As soon as that bumper music comes on, though, it's... it. it yeah. It, yeah, absolutely. You, you don't get the immediate feedback on radio. You, you just mm-hmm. hope that people are listening. But I'm coming up on, well, 
Yeah, this month. Oh my God, thirty six years in radio. Wow, thirty six years. Congrats. Wow. Yeah, it I was, know. I was like twelve when you yeah, got no, radio. Yeah, I know. I'm old. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think I remember listening to you when I was twelve. Yeah, probably. Probably. So, what's next for you guys after uh, after this month? Do you have any larger shows? Any larger venues planned? Anything that that you're really excited about playing? Uh, this immediate week. Uh, this Thursday, we'll be in Centennial Park in Grays Lake. They host a weekly concert series, and so we'll be there from 6 to 7, if I recall correctly. All this information is on our Facebook or website. Sure. Um, then this coming Friday, we'll be in Nelson, Illinois. Mr. Blotto, local jam band to Chicago, they host a Equinox Festival, so we'll be playing there. And then on Saturday, we'll be in Georgia's Tavern in Racine. I love Georgia's. It's yeah. a great little venue. Not too big. You get to hear mm-hmm. hear the music well. They book good music too. Mm-hmm. So, if uh, if you're local and you wanna you wanna catch these guys before the festival, Georgia's in Racine sounds like the closest closest. Be- that's Saturday. Yep, it's that Saturday. Saturday. It's gonna Saturday. be eight to eleven. Well, we've got time for you guys to uh, take us take us out to the end of the show. If you if well, if you got a if you got a ten minute song. Well. We, we have, we have many. Yeah. I figure it's gonna take. I figure it's gonna take a couple minutes for them to get set up, and, and we can and take the ten minute song, and we can make it fifteen. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is uh, this has really been. I love when we get a good musical guest. That, Absolutely. That we just want to let them keep playing. We want to let most of them. Oh keep no, playing. no. They're, they're, me I mean, hey, everybody's good in their own way and things as such. But you know, you're, I I actually said I actually said to Jim in a text before you guys came back on. I said I'm glad. A lot of times I'll have a musical guest and a regular guest, and I said I'm so glad that I didn't have a a guest scheduled with a lot to to talk about. At the same time that I have a band with so much to play, because I, I love the fact that we're able to give you guys some more playing time. So uh, we're going to enjoy this as much as you. Cool. All right. Hopefully what are you playing? Enjoy it then. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you will. Well, I'd like thank everybody for listening. And uh, those who want to go to Earth Mother, go to EarthMotherBand.com. Check out their Earth check Mother out their, the Band. Earth the, Mother the Band. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the, okay. And the, by the, the way, band. if you see one with uh, FL in her Florida, that's not these guys. That's not us. That's a death metal band. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't, don't play death metal. Yeah. So also, if you do, if you do play Earth Mother, you'll Google it or pull it up on YouTube, and suddenly you hear some death metal. So wrong guys. You've heard these guys; they're more of a slow jam That's our side band. Project. Yeah. Well, you know, what you, guys, what, what, you, what you guys should do is take their music and make it into a jam. Oh, that would be hilarious! Yeah. Death metal jams. Yeah. What's the strangest song you've turned into a jam? Oh, well, probably "Staying Alive." Our, our biggest hit by far is "Car Wash," the disco song. Car oh, Wash. by Rolls Royce. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. People. Um, yeah, yeah. They like that a lot. Yeah, I did catch you guys uh, when you guys did uh, the Bee Gees. Right, yeah. That was, got it was really nice. I've got an idea for you guys. After we're done, we got to talk about car wash because I can think of something we can do. A project I'm already working on. Oh, that yeah. if you if, if you're down for it, uh, I got a rolling with Ralph series where we drive around and do stuff in my car for my podcast. Nice. And I'd love for you guys to play car wash in my car uh, <laughs> as, as, as awesome. part of a project we're working on. Cool, so cool, cool. Yeah, I'll give you the details later. But uh, go ahead, guys, take it away. Oh, don't break the vase. I'm 
When I see you passing by, I start to shake inside. When I see you stroll, I lose my self-control. That's what love will do for you. That's what love will make you do. No matter how hard I fight it, I'm still in love with you. When it comes to you, there's no limit to what I'll do. Work eight days a week, darling, I'll give it all to you. That's what love will do for you. That's what love will make you do. No matter how hard I fight it, honey, I'm still in love with you. When they speak of beauty, you can stand the test. When they talk about making love, baby, you're the best. Don't wanna brag about you too much. Keep others' ideas. Trying hard to express myself, baby, that's the way I feel. That's what love will for you. That's what love will make you do. No matter how hard I fight it, I'm still in love with you. No 
Outstanding, fellas. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, that was just great. Thank you. What do you call that one? Uh, that's uh, that's what love will make you do. That's the cover, though. I don't even know who does it originally. Yeah, it's like an old blues song. Some guy. Do you know? Who, do you know who it is? You know, I. I, I it, it sounded. It great. sounded very familiar. Yeah, it did. I couldn't figure out where I heard it from, but that's what love will make you do. That's what love will make you do. That's for sure. Jim's gonna. Jim's gonna find it for us here. <laughs> I. What does Google say? Jerry Garcia Band. <laughs> of oh, course. Well, <laughs> he didn't, he didn't write it. The Jerry Garcia Band. Not yeah. to be confused I with wonder, the you know, Cherry Garcia Band. Right, right. Yeah. Which, incidentally, is one of my favorite Ben and Jerry's flavors, I think, just because I... Yeah. 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 Nice. You Ben and Jerry fans? Well, yeah, I yeah. like some ice cream, yeah. Ice cream yeah. is always good. Yeah, especially after a good steak, right? Yeah, there's, not, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing like ice cream after a good steak. <laughs> So once again, you guys are playing, uh, coming up, of course, playing the uh, Songs of Freedom with us on the 28th. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that very much so. Uh, you guys coming up, you're playing with Dennis, Illinois, you said? Or? In Nelson. 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 Yeah, it's this Nelson. place called Who Else, Inc. I think it's just a farm. Mm-hmm. Um, on Thursday, That's on Friday. On Thursday, we'll be in Grays Lake at Centennial Park. All right. And on Saturday, we'll be at Georgia's Tavern in Racine. That's right. Saturday's in, in Racine. 8 p.m. to 11. All right. Well, awesome. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank all of you for tuning in to Get Real with Ralph on AM 1050 WLIP or on our YouTube channel at GetRealWithRalph.com. Get all the information there on Earth Mother, Songs of Freedom, and everything else we're working on. Thanks again for tuning in. My love.